Praise God, praise God. Pastor Mike here. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Praise the Lord. Welcome to December. Happy December to you. Amen. And it's always exciting to be in this month as we uh, move towards Christmas, celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, I hope things are moving along with your shopping and that you haven't waited too late uh, <laughs> to get into the festivities. But just merely knowing that our Lord and Savior's uh, 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 appearance, presence on this planet that brought us salvation and, and freedom from the darkness of uh, uh, the dominion of sickness and death and everything like that is something that we should be so excited about uh, this time of year. Amen. Amen. So before we get into the message, though, most importantly, why don't we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we have with you here today, O oh Lord God. We ask in the name of Jesus that you continue to be here with us, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, just be present here with us, O oh Lord God, in the very rooms that we are in, wherever we all may be, just be present with us as we partake of your word today. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that your Holy Spirit give us all a special anointing to hear and to understand the words that we hear today, O oh Lord God. Let your Holy Spirit speak to us in his own special way because only he knows the, the needs and the desires in the heart of every single person listening here today, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, I pray that any barriers that would be preventing people that would come to you, O oh Lord God, that those barriers in the name of Jesus will be destroyed and broken down today in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, I give this time and this space entirely over to you, O Lord God. Take it where you will for your honor and your glory and your praise. We love you, Lord, and we praise you in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise God, praise God. We are entering into this season, and there's just, just so much going on, on all around us, you know. And, and this is a time that we should be enjoying ourselves, you know. So, so, so don't listen to the, the talk that's out there, the negativity about this being a, a dark and dismal winter and things like that. You know, every time I hear that, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus Christ, because God is in charge. We are born again and blood-washed, and we have Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So this winter shall not be a dark and dismal uh, winter for us, not, in, not, not by, by a long shot. God, God is in charge, and God is indeed going to bring us through. Amen. So let's just continue looking up and just praising him and praising him, because we're going to have a glorious winter. We're going to have a glorious Christmas season, and we're going to go on into 2021 and do whatever it is that the Lord would have us to do as we stand back and just watch, and just watch what he does. Okay. Uh, on that note, watch what he does, a uh, sermon. Uh, back that said, you know, God said that he's in charge and that we should simply stop worrying and everything and watch how God takes everything that's out there. Watch how God manages the whole process. While he's saying for us to watch what he does, it does not mean that we should just become totally complacent and then just sit back and do nothing. Amen. Because God will still have things for us to do. Okay. God is speaking to you right now. You came to this broadcast uh, for a reason. If Holy Spirit led you here for the first time, it was for a reason. There is something there that God wants you to do. And this is the same thing for us. You know, you know, I always say that if you're looking for a job, uh, you're not going to get that job by sitting on, on a park bench feeding pigeons. Amen. You're not going to say, okay, Lord, you know, I need a job. I need a job. And then instead of doing something about it, you go out and plop down on the city park bench there and start feeding pigeons. You know, very, very rarely, I mean, God is sovereign, but very, very rarely would anything, a job just drop out of the sky to you while you're feeding pigeons. Amen. There's something that you need to do. Okay. So during this time, God will indeed be having us to do certain things. Okay. And his Holy Spirit is going to be speaking to you. 
the way he speaks to me. Amen. Amen. Now, the key, though, however, is that when you start receiving these instructions from, from God, you know, and many times you'll get these instructions because you're, you're feeling perturbed about something, you know, or you are obviously or you have some goals and some things that you're striving for, and maybe they seem not to be materializing as fast, as quickly as you would like, or maybe just because of things that are going around around you, you know, going on around you uh, in today's age that, 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 that is, are, are preventing you from doing certain things okay god will indeed tell you exactly what to do okay now the critical thing is that after we get instruction from god we have to always make sure that we do exactly what he says to do exactly no more no less okay we don't want to start adding on oh, what well, god said to do this i think maybe you know you know i'll improvise and i'll add another touch to it i'll do this or i'll do that no we don't want to do that Okay, when God starts speaking to you during these times, he will give you explicit and, and direct instructions. It's critical that we do exactly what he says to do, no more and no, no less. Okay, now, why do I say that? Based on the word of God. As you've heard me say before, you know, it's not, it's not, not sufficient for me to stand up here and to say, you know, this is according to Pastor Mike's opinion, no, you have to hear what the word of God is saying about it, okay? And of course, we're going to go right to the Bible. So if you do not have your Bible with you, then I really urge you to press pause uh, on this recording here and uh, go grab that Bible, okay, and then come back and hit resume, hit play, because it's very important that you, you're able to read what the word of God is saying for yourself, that you know that it's not my opinion what the word of God is saying, and to furthermore, mark up your Bible so that later on, when you are looking for something or you're referring to scriptures for something else, you'll see the passages that you've underlined, okay? And Holy Spirit will refresh and will bring back to you something that was important for that particular time. Amen? Amen? So let's just uh, continue moving forward here and let's go to, oh, praise the living God, let's grab my pen here, and let's just go to the book of Numbers, the book of Numbers chapter 20. Numbers chapter 20, and we're going to start with verse number 1. I'll give you a chance to get there. Numbers chapter 20, verse number 1. Praise the God. Praise God, praise God. Verse number 1. Then came the children of Israel, even the whole congregation, into the desert of Zin in the first month. And the people abode in Kadesh, and Miriam died there, Moses' wife. And Miriam died there and was buried there. And there was no water for the congregation. And they gathered themselves together against, against Moses and against Aaron. And the people chode with Moses and spake, saying, Would God that we had died when our brethren died before the Lord. Here we go again. Okay? Okay. And the people chode and said, Would God that we had died with our brethren died before the Lord, when our brethren died before the Lord. And why have you brought up the congregation of the Lord into this wilderness, that we and our cattle should die there? Here we go. And wherefore have you made us to come up out of Egypt, come up out of Egypt, to bring us into this evil place? It is no place of seed or of figs or of vines or of pomegranates. Neither is there any water to drink. Neither is there any water to drink. So here they go, they're complaining again. Now they saw all of the miracles that happened, all the miracles that God did from the time that God brought them out of Egypt. And here they go again. They haven't even finished. God said that I'm going to give you this land. I have this land for you, this promised land. God said, I have given it to you. As a matter of fact, God said, this was a done deed. And God said, I have done this. It's a, God, it's a done deed. But yes, so they're forgetting about all that again. And they're complaining, complaining, you know, all right. And how many times do we, you know, God has 
promised to give us something. You know, we've been praying for something. And, and, and God has said to you, yes, I'm going to give you that promotion. I'm going to give you that new house. I'm going to give you that car. Okay, okay. You, you, your children that are giving you, you know, so many headaches. You, you know, I'm going to bring them around, you know, and you will see a change. God has promised some really great things in your life. But then you're still the least little bit of, 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 of a setback, if you will. You start complaining again. You start complaining. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. If I had just been in Egypt. If I just could go back to Egypt, in other words, if I could just go back to the past life, and you heard me talk about that before, if I could just go back to where I was before, okay? So here we see again Israel complaining, okay? So then what, what does Moses do? And we see here in verse number six, it says, Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and they fell upon their faces, and the glory of the Lord appeared unto them. So they decided to go pray about it. Okay, and of course God said, "Okay, here I here I come, or here I am." So God appeared unto them, and the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, "Take the rod, rod, and gather thou the assembly together, thou and Aaron thy brother, and speak ye unto the rock before their eyes, and it shall give forth his water, and thou shalt bring forth to them water out of the rock. So shalt thou give the congregation and their beasts to drink." Okay, now. This is, a, this is a critical scripture here because it it really sets sets the stage for, for where we're going here. Okay, verse number eight says, this is God telling Moses now, take the rock, gather the people together, you and your brother Aaron, not just you, you and your brother Aaron, and speak to the rock. God was specific. He said, speak unto the rock before their eyes. And then what, shall, what, what will the action that will ensue after that? It says it will bring forth water. Okay, so Aaron, you and you and Moses, take the rod and go and speak to this rock. Verse number nine says, and Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. Okay, so far so good. Moses did what God said. He took the rod. Then in verse number 10, and Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock. And he said unto them, hear now, you rebels, <laughs> hear now, you rebels. Must we, underline the word we, must we fetch you water out of this rock? Right? Now, what happened back in verse number eight or verse number seven? Who's doing the talking there? It says the Lord spoke to Moses. Okay. And the Lord, the Lord said to Moses, this is what I want you to do. I want you to speak to the rock. Okay. But now all of a sudden in verse number 10, Moses and Aaron, not just Moses, Moses and Aaron together, they gathered the congregation before the rock and said to them, here now rebels, must we fetch you water out of this rock. The previous verses just said that God said to him that if you will do what I tell you to do, speak to the rock, that water will come forth. This is nothing that Moses is doing. This is what God is doing. Okay? This is what God is doing. Okay? Must, must we fetch you water out of this rock? Then it goes on in verse number 11 and says, and Moses lifted up his hand and with his rod, he smote the rock. Underline the word smoke. Smote. God said, speak to it. He smote the rock. He hit the rock. Hit the rock twice, and the water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank, and their beasts also. Okay? So he didn't do what God told him to do. God said to speak to it. He went and smote it. He hit it. Okay? In this time and moving forward, and I won't say if, but when God tells you to do something, you make sure that you do exactly what God said to do. Don't embellish. Don't add on. Don't think that I'm going to do something else, okay? And furthermore, don't be taking the credit for yourself, okay? Whatever God does as a result of you doing what God is telling you to do, 
is because of God. It's not because of anything that you could do. You know, you know that's like plagiarism. You know, you, you, we all knew somebody in, in school, back in school there, where maybe they were, you know, had failing grades, and so they decided to get a term paper, an essay from someone else, and copy it and write it almost verbatim and whatnot. Well, that's plagiarizing. They're taking someone else's work and taking the credit for it. Moses and Aaron here, in essence, were doing the same thing, if you will, plagiarizing God. Okay. Okay. They were doing their own action and trying to take credit here for them having the ability to bring water out of the rock. Okay. Right. Then it says in verse number 11, uh, verse number 12, let's go down to 12. And the Lord spoke unto Moses after this action. And the Lord spoke unto Moses and Aaron, the two of them, because you believed me not, underline please, because you believed me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore, you shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. Okay, now they're in trouble. Now they're in trouble, okay? God says, because of the fact that you didn't believe me, you know, to sanctify me, again, you're taking my credit. You don't want to say that God said to do this and God is going to be the one to make this rock bring forth water or some words to that effect. No, you said, must, must we fetch you water out of this rock? God didn't like that at all, okay? All right. So we have to be careful what we do when God tells us to do something and we decide to do something else to add on to it, Okay? Add on to it, you know, and then to add self to injury. If we wind up getting puffed up in self, thinking that as we benefited from doing what God told us to do, that we actually did it, you know, that we brought about the benefit. Okay, All right. If God is going to bless you, you need to make sure you give God the credit for blessing you. All right. Okay. If you are, if you are, are instrumental in 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 bringing forth in, in bringing forth a, a a blessing to someone else husband, brother, wife, cousin, nephew, niece, whatever, you, you know, if, if God uses you, you know, to bring about a blessing to someone else, you make sure that you don't try to, to portray yourself as the giver of the blessing. You make sure that you give the honor and glory to God. Okay, okay. And, and, and just as, as, as an aside, and God bless Christians who go down to talk to the poor, and the homeless, under the bridge, as they say many times. But I've heard so many misguided, misguided, if you will, Christians come back and they say, you know, oh, how you been, Pastor Mike? Oh, I've been fine, blah, 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 blah. What, what have you been up to? And I tell them, they say, oh, how are you doing? And, oh, oh, we had such a great time, you know. We went down under the bridge and we witnessed, you know, to the homeless down there, you know. And I brought 30 people to the Lord. I brought 30 people to the Lord. Oh, we had some, 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 so we gave out some blankets and, and talked to them, you know. And I brought 30 people to the Lord. You didn't bring anybody to the Lord. Amen. The Holy Spirit does the wooing and the calling. Amen. Amen. You may be instrumental in talking to them and thank God if God gave you direction to go down under the bridge to talk and to pray for these people. God bless you for, be, for, uh, for, for being obedient to what God told you to do. But don't don't turn around and blow all of that for yourself by saying that here that you were the ones that saved the people. Okay? Okay? God is the only miracle worker. God is the only miracle worker. God is the only one that can really woo a person through his Holy Spirit to bring them to him. God may use you to say the words, you know, that may trigger some reaction in their mind and some thinking. You, you know, God may use you to, to give them a powerful witness and testimony about yourself, how God worked in your life. Okay, but God is the one that ultimately seals the deal, not you. Okay, you see, Moses and Aaron was trying to make make the people feel like they were the ones that were sealing the deal, if you will. Must we 
fetch you water out of this rock. Okay? Okay. Right. And it's particularly important, again, in the times that lie before us. Okay, because I believe with all of my spirit, every fiber of my being, that we are going to be seeing some unprecedented things happening in modern times. We've seen wondrous things happen in Scripture, in the days of the Bible. I believe that the things that are going on, the only one that can bring us out of the situation is God himself. And God said, watch what I do. So we're going to be seeing some unprecedented times here and some things happening that we haven't seen before in modern Christianity, I believe, with all of my being. And in so doing, God's going to be using each of us, me, you. God will be using us to bring forth and to bring about his, his message and his things that he wants done. All we have to do is to sit back and wait for him to call on us. And then when he does call on us, just to make sure that we do no more, no less than what he is telling us to do, okay? The consequences could be great in not following God's orders, amen, amen. So because we see there, it says, uh, read 12, and then we're going to go to 13. And the Lord spoke unto Moses and Aaron, because you believed me not, to sanctify me in the eyes of, of the children of Israel. Therefore, you shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. This is the water of Meribah, because the children of Israel strove with the Lord, and he was sanctified in them. Amen? Amen? Okay? So God told him right there, he says that you are not going to over to see, to see the, to the land. Okay? Now, if you go down to verse number 23, same chapter, 20, uh, verse number, 20, number 23, and it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in Mount Hor by the by the coast of the land of Edom, saying, Aaron shall be gathered into unto his people, for he shall not enter into the land which I have given unto the children of Israel. Okay? Aaron is not gonna, gonna go in. Right? He worked this deal with, with, with Moses, okay? Okay. He, he 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 connected himself with Moses, who was not doing what God directly, explicitly told him to do. Okay? And there it says that he is not going to enter into the, the, the promised land. It says, why? Because you rebelled against my word at the waters at Meribah. Take Aaron and Eleazar his son and bring them up into Mount Hor and strip Aaron of his garments and put him and put them upon Eleazar his son. And Aaron shall be gathered unto his people and shall die there. Okay. So because of him connecting himself with Moses, it says Moses and Aaron, that they did it together. We need to also be careful to whom we are connecting ourselves. Okay. We have to be careful who we are aligning ourselves with, especially when we're going about to do God's work and God is telling us to do something. Amen. Amen. And if someone even comes to you, you know, and starts saying, well, you know, God told me to do this, God told me to come and go with me, then you need to make sure in, in prayer that this is what God wants you to do. Don't go joining up with someone simply because they said God said, okay, okay. And especially if for some, by some chance, you and the person are hearing the same thing from God and God has given explicit directions and that other person decides they want to add on to it, to do something more, to bring about God's, uh, God's purpose here. You make sure you separate yourself. You don't want to wind up like Aaron, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. You know, in this day and age, there are so many things um, 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 uh, that are going on. You know, my mom used to always tell me, you, you know, don't be a follower, be a leader. The only one I follow is Jesus Christ. You need to make sure you're following only Jesus Christ. 
Don't be falling off behind someone else unless you know that God has directly told you to do that and you have explicit, clear instructions with what God wants you to do. Because otherwise you'll be going down the same path this person might be going. You may become an Aaron to Moses. All right? Okay, okay, okay. So again, we need to make sure here that while we are waiting and watching what God wants, is what is going to do, and as he starts calling us and using us to make sure that we are hearing and we're following exactly what he wants us to do. Okay, all right? Okay, and you see that. And then and then if you go to, uh, well, you see what happened to Aaron. Now if you go to uh, Deuteronomy, go to Deuteronomy 34, chapter, uh, let me see, 4. No, as a matter of fact, let's go to Deuteronomy 34, chapter 34, verse 1. Sorry. 34, verse number 1. And Moses went up from the plains of Moab into the mountain of Nebo, to the top of Pisgah, that is, over against Jericho. And the Lord showed him all the land of Gilead unto Dan, and all Naphtali, and the land of Ephraim, and Manasseh, and all the land of Judah unto the utmost sea and the south, and the plain of the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees, unto Zoar. And the Lord said unto him, This is the land which I swear unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, saying, I will give it unto thy seed. I, will, I have caused thee to see it with thine eyes, but thou shalt not go over there, or over thither. Okay, underline, but thou shalt not go over there. Amen. So the Lord took him up to the top of the mountain, let him see all of the land, all of the promised land. Okay? But he said, see with your eyes, but you're not going in. Again, I say, after all of that time, all of those years that Moses spent bringing them through the wilderness and through the desert, all of the things that he put up with Israel, and all of the time, you know, bringing out the Ten Commandments and everything else that was done, and, you know, all of that, it, it, it's a shame because of his actions, not obeying God to the letter. God said, you're not going to enter in. I'll let you see it, but you're not going in, okay? Aaron died before they got there. Now Moses is up there on the mountain, okay? And it goes on to say that, So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. And he buried him in a valley in the land of Moab, over against Beth Peor. But no man knoweth of his sepulcher unto this day. So no one knows where Moses is, is exactly is buried. Amen, amen. But here we see a good example you know, someone like Moses, you know, a mighty man of God, you know, that in this particular time here, when God gave him specific instructions to speak to that rock, he decided he was going to add to it or embellish it, if you will, and smite the rock, okay? They cost him entering into the promised land, okay? So we see how that can be, all right? Now, now that's an example of someone not following God's word to the letter. And now, you know, I want to enter into something here now where it shows where someone and, and the people did follow God's um, instruction to the, to the letter, okay? And, and the point of today's message here is following God down to the letter, okay? Following God down to the letter. So now we want to go to, to the book of uh, Joshua, okay, Joshua, and we're going to start with chapter, uh, chapter 6. On the Joshua 6. Joshua chapter 6, and we're going to start with verse number 1. Chapter 6, verse number 1. This is, of course, the battle of Jericho. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out, none came in. 
And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given unto thine, unto thine hand Jericho, underline have given. Again, here we see the past tense. Okay, okay. Joshua is not in the land, doesn't have the land in, in, in natural terms. But in God's mind, it's a done deal. He said, I have given it to you. Okay, I've given it to thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. And you shall compass the city or go around the city, all you men of war, and go round about the city once. Thus thou shalt do six days. Underline six days. Thus thou shalt do six days. And seven priests, underline the word seven, shall bear before the ark seven trumpets, underline seven again, of ram's horns. And the seventh day, underline seven again, you shall compass the city seven times, underline seven, all these sevens. And the priests shall blow with the trumpets. All right now, underline, actually underline those words seven there, the seven words, because of the fact that, as we know, the number seven is God's perfect number. It's the number of perfection. Amen. So I just find it interesting here that God didn't say uh, nine horns, you know, or, 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 or 12, or, uh, you, you know, 12 priests or whatever. Okay. He says seven, 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 seven each way here. Okay. So this just gives us an indication that God is, is, is using his supernatural ability, his supernatural means here to bring about a result. Okay. Which is not like. Is not which is not a result that we would understand in human nature, in human terms. Okay, okay. When 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 God brings about spiritual results, when God brings about um, or, or or tells us to take take place in spiritual actions, they do not line up with what we perceive uh, on on the human level. Okay, on the human level. This is why I started out this message by saying here that whatever God tells us to do in this time, that we need to make sure that we do exactly what he's telling us to do. No more and no less. Okay. Because we can't understand the, 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 the spiritual uh, uh, um, ins and outs of the thing that, God's done, that God does. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are so beyond us. Okay, but he will give us things to do to bring about certain spiritual results. We need to make sure we follow them. Then in verse number five, it says, And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. Okay, again, very specific. All the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up, every, one, every man straight before him. Six. And Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priests and said unto them, Take up the ark of the covenant, and let seven priests, seven, bear seven trumpets, seven, of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord. And he said unto the people, Pass on and compass the city, walk round about it, and let, and let him that is armed pass on before the ark of the Lord. And it came to pass, when Joshua had spoken unto the people, that the seven priests, seven, bearing the seven trumpets, seven of ram's horns, passed on before the Lord and blew with the trumpets. And the ark of the covenant, uh, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. Verse number nine. And the armed men went before the priests that blew with the trumpets, and the rear reward, or the rear guard, came after the ark, the priests going on and blowing with the trumpets. And Joshua had commanded the people, saying, You shall not shout, nor make any noise with your voice. You shall not shout, nor make any noise with your voice. Neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth. Until the day I bid you to shout, then you shall shout. Okay? 
Now, this is telling them to be quiet. To be quiet. Don't make any word. Don't make any noise. Don't say anything out of your mouth. Don't talk. Don't say anything until I tell you to make noise, to shout. God gives you something to do. Unless God specifically tells you to go and tell Aunt Tilly, you know, you know, or Grandma Mary or whatever, before you go running off shooting off your mouth doing that, keep your mouth shut, okay? If God is telling you to do something, there may be something that God wants you to keep quiet at that particular time, okay? Now, if that is the case, God will tell you to do exactly that. I've had God had me do certain things and he would say, breathe not a word to anyone. And there's a reason for him doing that. So it's very, very critical, it's very, very critical that in this time that we get become accustomed to doing what God is telling us to do, no more and no less, and not going around yakking about it. What's that old expression from, I think it came from World War II or something like that, or World War I, I don't know, but loose lips sink ships. Loose lips sink ships. You go off running off your mouth talking about something. You don't know what you're going to create that is not in line with God's process or God's plan. All right. So learn, saying of God, that, you know, the thing about it is that as we start moving closer to God and start uh, walking more closely with him and God starts revealing more and more of himself and you start seeing such wondrous things happening in your lives. You see things that didn't happen before and, and you start feeling so good you can feel the presence of Holy Spirit around you and you start really walking on a new level and you feel so excited about it and God may give you some direction about something or God may give you some insights into something or someone. If God does not tell you exp explicitly to go and say something about that, keep your mouth shut. All right, keep your mouth shut. All right, All right. God knows what He's doing. You know, if you think Aunt Tilly needs to know what you just heard from God, and God didn't tell you to tell Aunt Tilly that, uh, uh, you you don't you don't want to go there. You don't want to go there. You need to let God do His business. You need to let God do His thing. Okay. The other thing here too is is it's a matter of obedience. If God tells you don't say anything about something, you need to be obedient about that. Obedience brings about and moves the hand of God in ways that are so far beyond your your understanding. <laughs> you know, it's it simply amazing. Just you simply being obedient to what God is telling you to do. Okay? And I submit to you that with these times ahead of us, we're going to need to make sure that we are paying attention to those things. Okay? Pretty closely. Okay? So he told them, don't shout. Don't talk. Don't make any sounds. Don't make any noise. Until he tells them to do so. Then shall you shout, he says. Verse number 11 says, So the ark of the Lord compassed the city, going about it once. And they came into the camp, and they lodged in the camp. They went around once, they came back to the camp, and they stayed there. And Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. And seven priests bearing seven trumpets of ram, ram's horns uh, before the ark of the Lord went on continually and blew with the trumpets. And the armed men went before them, but the rear reward which all the rear guard came after the ark of the Lord, the priests going on and blowing with the trumpets. Okay? Verse 14. And the second day, the second day, they commenced the city once, okay, and returned into the camp, and they did this for six days. So they did six days. And it came to pass, on the seventh day, on the line seven, on the seventh day, 
that they, they rose early about the dawning of the day and compassed the city after the same manner seven times. This time they went around seven times without stopping. Only on that day, they compassed the city seven times. Okay. Now, now, now in, in the natural, you know, if, if someone was telling you, well, you know, walk around once, walk around again, and then go seven times, you know, then you count it all up and you'll say, well, gee, why don't I just go on and do, do it all at once? Why just, just keep walking around and get it out of the way? Why I got to do it for one day and then stop and then pick up another day? Why don't I just you know, add up how many times it is and just do it all at once? Okay? Why, why don't I just do that? Because God didn't tell you to do that. That's why. God didn't say to do that. God said to do exactly how he said to do it. That's what we need to do. We don't need to start rationalizing and trying to figure it out upon ourselves. You know, well, if God said to do it this, maybe I can speed up the process by doing this or doing that. No, 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 no. You do exactly what God is telling you to do. I don't care how long it takes or how involved it may be. Well, it might be easier if I did so-and-so and so. No, it won't. See what happened to Moses. You need to make sure that you're doing exactly what God is telling you to do. Amen? Amen? And so it says, so they went down, uh, uh, they went around, and the army went before them, in verse 13, but the rear guard came up after the ark of the Lord, and the priests going, and blowing with the trumpets. Then on the second day, they come to the city once, and returned, so they did six days. Verse 15 again now. And it came to pass on the seventh day, that they rose early about the dawning of the day, and come to the city after the same manner, seven times, only on that day they come to the city seven times. Verse 16. And it came to pass, at the seventh time, when the priests blew with the trumpets, Joshua said unto the people, Shout! Now he said to shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Hallelujah. Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. All right? So he told them what to do. They're doing everything. Joshua told the people at this point, now you can open your mouth and make a noise. Shout, because the victory is here. God has given you the city. Verse 17. And the city shall be accursed, even it. And all that are therein to the Lord. Only Rahab the harlot shall live. She and all that are with her in the house. Because she hid the messengers that we sent. And you in any wise keep yourselves from the accursed, accursed thing. Unless you make yourselves accursed. When you take of the accursed thing. And make the camp of Israel accursed. And trouble it. Amen. Amen. But just for a moment to just dwell on the fact that this uh, the wall came tumbling down. The Lord has given you a seat. Okay. Um. If you, if you look at some biblical archaeological sites, you'll see where archaeologists have dug up the remains and so forth. Those walls were not, you know, mere sheet, sheetrock walls like you have in your house, you know, or the wall you may see outside built, built, by, built by, you know, some local construction person or whatever. Okay, those, those walls from the things, things that I've read, uh, the reports that i read, they vary anywhere from six feet to nine feet thick. Okay, thick. So these were not little sheetrock walls that came coming, tumbling down, okay? And the fact that what made them start to come down here was the fact that they were obedient to God. Now, I've read books and things and theories on, you know, the fact that the sound of the trumpet, the vibration of the trumpet and all of that walking around, all of that shouting, you know, um, because of sonic waves or sound waves coming out, they were so intense that they made the walls crumble, you know? All I know is that what the Bible says was that they were obedient and did exactly what God said them to do. That's what brought them down. Amen. That's what brought them down. That's what activated the power of God. That's what activated the power of God because they were obedient to the letter of what God told them to do. And this is what we must be obedient to the letter. 
okay, to always follow what God is telling us to do, all right? We've got some challenging times that are out there right now around us and everything, and a lot of people are, are, are you know, getting weak need and they're folding up like cheap suits. We, as children of God, cannot fold up with, like cheap suits. We just need to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Stand still, be still, and know that He is God. Amen? And God will give us direction, and all we have to do is to follow that direction down to the letter. Okay? Okay, don't change it. Don't change one iota of it. Make sure that we're doing exactly what God is telling us to do. Amen. Okay, so then the walls fell down. And so then God gives them more, more instructions. He says here in 17, um, and the city shall be accursed, even it and all that, all that are in, as I just read, to the Lord. Only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all that are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. And you, in any wise, keep yourselves from the accursed thing. Unless you make yourselves a curse, when you take of the accursed thing and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. Again, so God's saying, now that you have this victory, this is what I want you to stay away from. This is what I want you to not be involved with. This is who I don't want you to be involved with. Amen. I'll give you the victory, but you make sure now you don't get carried away. And all of a sudden start dabbling in and touching things that you should not be dabbling in and touching. Okay, because then it says that you could you could become a curse yourself. You could be making, in other words, making a problem for yourself. Make sure that we are following exactly what God tells us to do. Okay. But good old Israel here, and it says in verse number 19, But all the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted when the priests blew up the trumpets, and it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout, that the wall fell down flat, so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. Okay, it was a done deed. It was a done deed. Now they have it. Now they have it. Okay, okay. And it says, and, and they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and, and woman, young and old, and oxen, sheep and ass with the edge of the sword. But Joshua said unto the two men that had spied out the country, go into the harlot's house and bring out thence the woman and all that she has, and you swear unto her, as you swore unto her. And the young men that were spies went in and brought out Rahab and her father and her mother and their brethren, and all that she had. And they brought out all their kindred, and left them uh, without the camp of Israel. Okay? And they burnt the city with fire, and all that was therein, only the silver and the gold, and the vessels of the brass and iron, they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. Okay? So they followed exactly down to the letter, down to the letter, what God told them to do. You know? And again, with the falling down of the wall, as it says there in verse number uh, 20, you know, the wall fell down flat. You, you know, the spiritual victories, saint of God, uh, spiritual victories are won by, by means that, you know, are seen, they, they appear foolish, you know, you know to in, in human wisdom. Because if you try to rationalize and you stand back and you look at that city of Jericho and you say, hmm, how am I going to bring those walls down? You know, the furthest thing from man's mind would, would be to do what God told them to do. No way could man imagine, imagine that. Okay, so it was Israel's obedience in, 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 this, in this case that brought them uh, the victory. Okay, and then God gave them further instructions here about not touching and not taking uh, of, the, of the accursed thing. Okay, now if you read on to chapter 8, which I'm not going to go there, there now, but you'll see that there was the uh, battle of, of Ai, where you see that someone did not follow God's instruction here to the letter and took of the accursed thing. 
And because of that, and because of the fact that, that Joshua got, got kind of carried away with his success here and didn't pray before God before they went and, and attacked uh, and attacked AI, they wound up being totally, totally defeated there. Okay? And uh, um, I, I won't go into that right now, but read chapter 8 there, and you'll see there, because of the fact that not everyone in Israel in the camp there was obedient by not touching the accursed thing. It brought a problem to Israel and to themselves, for that matter. Amen, amen. So again, we see here that it's really, really critical that as we move forward, that that the word of God stays deeply rooted within our hearts, and that we remember that when God speaks to us, you know, so so much so so much is going on. Many of us are in prayer all the time, and I know you spend your uh, allotted time in prayer also. So as God speaks to you and tells you what to do on a day-by-day, moment-by-moment basis for that matter. Maybe it's a weekly thing that he may give you an instruction for a week from today, you know, or, or two weeks from today. You just make sure that whatever God is telling you to do, you make sure that you follow him exactly how he tells you to do it. Amen? Amen? I pray this message was a blessing to you. And uh, before we close, uh, um, just let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we have had with you, Lord. We pray that these words are kept deeply, deeply rooted within our spirits, that they cannot be stolen away, O Lord God. Help us to always be obedient to you, Lord God. Let us always have the presence of mind that we need to make sure that we follow exactly what you're telling us to do. No more and no less, O Lord God, in the name of Jesus. We praise you, Lord. We magnify thy most glorious name in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. And all together they said, Amen, Amen, and Amen. Praise God, praise God. If these messages are being a blessing to you, then then consider sharing them with someone else. Pass on the link um, to this uh, sermon.net uh, um, our website or to our homepage, which is wwwgenesis one one.org and go by and visit with us for, for a bit. Um, also on the sermon.net webpage, you can see where you can download our free apps. We have free apps for both Android and for Apple phones or tablets, and you can listen to these podcasts um, on the go. Uh, you can also subscribe to these podcasts uh, uh, through iTunes. Amen. So find all sorts of ways to connect with us and uh, um, uh, uh, join us and grab the word whenever you, you have a moment, okay? Because the Lord is there and he's ready, willing, and able to just provide you with so much information about him. He wishes to reveal unto you the deeper things of life and the deeper things of him. Amen? Amen. So praise God. Go forth and remember that the joy of the Lord is your strength. You can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you and to sit back and remember to be still and know that he is God. Praise God. Go forth and be blessed in the name of Jesus.